0: and good morning everybody this is the falcons podcast the day after the morning after so to speak not quite the gut reaction you get a little time to sleep on it and think about how you want to uh how you feel about the previous game and no it's it's never any fun losing to the saints uh there there's always positives to take away from this game of course uh 21 18 they were down 14 quick it was one of those okay this could get ugly or what's gonna happen and the defense started to show up, put a little pressure on it. The Saints started making a couple mistakes, turnover here and there. Um, the big story for me coming in, and I think for most of us coming into this game, was Desmond Ritter, rookie quarterback. How is he going to play, and how is he going to look? We will get into that. We will get into some players. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about personnel and how does this happen? You know, you start off five and six, and now you've lost three straight, four straight. Uh, you know, where is this team going? Uh, what's up with Arthur Smith? Dean peace hope he's feeling better I know he took a shot so we will get into all of that as we get going first off let's say good morning to some folks in the chat Michael Rankiel was in here nice and early Michael good morning uh he says good morning Scott and Nick on the Falcons podcast Nick should be joining us here shortly uh out from Seattle a little early for him so we, we give him just a couple extra minutes to to sleep in but Michael's over in Tucson Arizona so good morning Shane Sargent coming in on YouTube as well. He says, I felt like Smith could have eased Ritter into the game a little bit better with shorter, quicker passes. We haven't had great offensive line play in New Orleans for a a while, no matter the quarterback though. Yeah, ask Cam Jordan, Shane. I agree with you. You know, you know your ball. Cam Jordan has feasted. A lot of folks have feasted on the Atlanta Falcons through the years. Let's be honest, though. Let's look at Jameis Winston's splits. Uh, and how he has played against, I think he's got 108 quarterback rating in like nine starts against the Falcons. It's something crazy. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct on, on this one. The, uh, the defensive line and there's a defensive lineman I wanted to call out as a possible free agent pickup from uh, the New Orleans saints. He was a uh, big number 96, Carl Granderson. Uh, he looked really good to me. So I look him up. He is under contract for one more year but he has a zero dead cap next season and a 4.1 million cap charge so that when you're when you play fast and loose with the salary cap like the new orleans saints like to do they start looking for places they can save money against the cap bingo there you go now they might try and convert that salary into a signing bonus and try and re-sign him but if uh if i had an, an app with an alert on possible free agents as as guys that i would keep an eye on as maybe cap casualties uh i'd throw five million carl granderson's way to come in and play on this defensive line i i was i really liked the way he played um yeah the defensive line is always the saints it's been a rough stretch against the saints let's be honest since sean payton took over um it, it has mark Lindamood coming in he says howdy scott good morning Good morning uh, to you as well. Hope you're doing well. And Joe Cannon, always one of our uh, supporters coming in. He says, great morning, fellas. He's one of our first over on Facebook coming in and give us a like. So thank you for doing that, Joe, and helping to spread the good cheer. This We call this Christmas week. If, if this is the week of football, you know, to me, the week begins on Monday. In football, this is what, week 16, Christmas days on Sunday? I think this is Christmas week, if you ask me. And if I'm going to, who else I'm going to ask is Nick Kendall. Nick is joining us this morning from Seattle. So I'm in Atlanta in a frosty Atlanta this morning. I think it's in the 20s, dropping down into the teens this week. That's cold no matter where you are. Uh, Nick is in Seattle. So we are coast to coast. Nick, how are you
1: doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing okay. Enjoying the victory Monday for uh, my Broncos, not to rub it in, but. In dire straits with my Iowa Hawkeyes. Sounds like we're going to lose our number one recruit of all time um, to Alabama two days before uh, signing day because they gave him about four million dollars. So, uh, pretty damn bummed about that. And that's the the nature of this. But uh, I don't know where this whole college football with the NIL is going. But I feel like Iowa is just going to be a developmental program for bigger dogs to take away, and no benefit of that. At least in like like uh, soccer, you know, somebody's going to give you a fat bag uh, to take away your players that you developed in college football it's going just going to be the middle finger
0: yeah they're uh, you know and that's where promotion and relegation comes in maybe you can you know you set up you set up tiers where you're competing where you you're supposed to let the yeah. big money teams compete in one group and and when they flop you drop them down a level that's a whole different discussion the sec is for years outbid teams you know in the big 10 it's just now they're open and honest about it so uh, <laughs> what do you expect no, I'm, I'm teasing a little bit, um, but you know, this is one of those again, where you get to see some of the young players, you know, coming in and seeing Desmond Ritter. I'm listening to the, you know, I, I listen to the game and then watch the replay. And it's one of those, it's like rookie Tyler Algier, rookie quarterback, Desmond Ritter throwing to rookie wide receiver, Drake London. I'm like, guys, you know, again, what are we expecting here? You know, and then we go over to the offense and I'm like, number 90, who the hell's number 90? He's not even on the roster. Oh, that was Jaleel Johnson, who was just nabbed off a practice squad after he was cut off our practice squad and then re-signed onto our practice squad. It's like, you know, Timmy Horn, undrafted undrafted free agent, starting at nose guard, you know, in the men's league. You know, this is – it's tough. This roster, it's down to $92 million in active salary on a possible, like, 210. This, this loss, you never want to lose the Saints. It sucks the day after. Yeah. man, finishing five and twelve might be the best thing that could happen to this freaking team uh and get and get a high pick. This isn't a competitive team. play well develop the young guys. let them you know, I love watching Tyler Algier. I want to see Desmond rare do well. I want to see Drake London do well. I want to see I know I want to see Troy Anderson I want to see Richie Grant keep uh, progressing. I want to see all those guys play well and if they lose, okay, you know next year it, it's it really starts next year, Nick.
1: Yeah. And it was nice to see, I mean, even though it ended on a poor note, uh, the rapport and the peppering of targets to Drake London from uh, Desmond Ritter in this game, obviously the fumble at the end is bad. And it was nice to see Desmond Ritter run up to Drake London after that, you know, console him, you know, kind of showing if Desmond Ritter isn't the guy, I think he's going to be a very good presence in the locker room and a really good backup a poor game from him overall but uh you're right i mean this is a team that when they were competitive was a year early some of it is the circumstances of the nfc south uh as well but uh who they're not the beating, the only teams are no. beating are in the nfc west yeah which so i no think sense. they're one they got one win
0: against the nfc <laughs> nfc south right now so that's not an excuse yeah but you if you were in the <laughs> afc west and chasing like a two loss i know that they're team, still in it out. they're only yeah. a game out of a playoff spot which is still true yeah. at five wow. and nine, there's still only a game out. Um, and and uh, Dana Miller coming in on YouTube, he says, good morning, everyone. I'm not sold on the offensive play calling. And Dana, again, you know, I just, I look at this and your, your top targets are rookie. Your quarterbacks are rookie. Your number two receiver was a number five last year. You're on your at least second tight end with Michael Pruitt and, and Kyle Pitts is out. Who's still a 21, 22 year old kid. You know, I, I, I'm not going to judge the play calling based on what's available right now. This this team, this team got off to a competitive start, fooling us by overachieving and like okay maybe, and then you're like no no, this is still a team with 90 million dollars on the field and gaping holes in their depth chart. And when you start losing a player here or there, it starts to show. I mean, the loss of Casey Hayward in the secondary has been big. Uh, the loss of Taquan Graham, who we weren't even expecting to be as good as he was, has been big for this team because now you're rotating guys in there. But you, you did say offense, okay? You did say offense. Um, and Shane started off in that, and that was a good point. So I wanted to, to, to uh, I, I kind of glossed over that. He said, uh, Shane said earlier, he said, I felt like Smith could have eased Ritter into the game with a little better, shorter, quicker passes. And I agree. Um, he handled Mariota with kid gloves. And all of a sudden, here comes Ritter out there, you know, chucking it deep. A lot. <laughs> so it was a, I, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, this was almost a, of an overcorrection. And some of that may have been reads on on Ritter. I want to have a deep read on just about every play. You know, so how much of that's on Ritter trying to do too much too early because he is a rookie quarterback making his first start. Would have been nice if he had started. This has been a fourth start, if you ask me, Nick.
1: Yeah, but here we are. And Falcons overall, the pass game didn't really work out that well. I mean, I'm looking at the stats here three yards per pass attempt is an uh, unbelievably poor it's abysmal. number, abysmal. Yeah, yeah, compared to the Saints with 10. Um, it was really the ground game. And talking about, I don't like the design of the offense. I think the reason the offense didn't look so good is because this is a Falcons team, when they're at their best, is playing either a close game or with a lead. This is a team that wants to run the football as much as they pass, if not more. And when you're down, was it 14 to zero after the first two possessions from the Saints, seven minutes into the game? Oh, bleep. We have to tear up the entire game script because, or we have to stick with it uh, almost stubbornly because we have a rookie quarterback that we're trying to protect. And that's what they do, Nick. I I say every
0: game, I say, okay, so Arthur Smith, when is he going to reach the effort? We're just going to run the ball portion of the game. And they, and they get back into it. And, you know, we try, try and start off balanced. And it's like, okay, we don't have the weapons for a passing game right now. Now, F it. Let's just run it. <laughs> and they can. That's the thing is that that worked against, you know, 14-0. Hell, that was nothing compared to the Bengals game. And they got back in with win, in one score after, uh, you know, coming out early. Uh, and Joe comes in. He says, I was kind of content. All in all, Riddle had 125 all-purpose yards and no turnovers, and he showed a great connection with London. Um, the other part of this, Nick, is in the two-minute drill, I felt like this team's got a chance. You know, he can move the ball through the air with his arm. Again, Olamide Zacchaeus, God bless him, you know, is a three or four. You know, Drake London is a rookie, uh, a, a talented rookie, but still a rookie. Demir Bird, you know, Kaderil Hodge, you know, these guys, you want to upgrade these positions. You, You do. You want another big weapon coming in on, on offense. And then, then thing, and some experience with your quarterback. But I felt when I was watching them move the ball down the field, especially in the two minute drill, I'm like, okay, there's a quarterback there that can make these throws. They've got a chance. And they did. They were right there set up for a game tying field goal. And unfortunately learning moment, Now's the time to learn it. I'd rather have Drake London do it now at five and nine than, you know, at 11 and five, you know, when it, when it matters or a playoff game, Drake London, catch the ball, secure it, your infield goal range, get down kid. Um, you know, so learning moment, but I felt pretty good. Ryan Adonis says incoming Sean Payton, 2023. Number five overall pick might do that to uh, the Saints. You want to send that one to the Saints? I think they need it because they sent theirs to Philly. Is that who has
1: their? Yes, Um, they traded up for Chris Olave. What a stupid move! um, Trading for a wide receiver. Chris Olave is great, but you need your picks if you're the Saints. So uh, you should be thankful that the Saints did that because they are in a really bad rebuilding spot. So do they trade?
0: What did they give up to get Olave? Because Olave looks like a star, and that's. Okay, if, if you're saying I'm going to give up a top 10 pick for Alave, I'm like, okay, so they they must have given up something else. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was if they had sent a safety or I couldn't remember what that trade was. Uh, but, Ryan, it'll cost um, – you're, you're sending the Saints some picks. Uh, but, boy, wouldn't that be – you want to talk about spicing up this rivalry a little bit? Sean Payton is not a very popular man in Atlanta until he would put on red and black and then he'd be loved. You know, I, yeah. it's, you know fans – Fans will forgive just about anything if they're wearing their own colors. Their own colors. Um, and Aiden come in is welcome, Maiden. Appreciate you coming in. All the stuff you do for allfalcons.com. Says in the beginning, it looked like Ritter was trying to be the guy and then realized his role and settled down. It's it's understandable. Um, I was driving home from a baseball tournament and my friend texts me. He goes, Hey, where was Jackson? Perfect game clocks every pitch and which is kind of cool for you know 10 year olds no this is 13 you so where do they have jackson because i subscribe to that because i keep up with that stuff and i said well he was 67 to the first batter and then pretty much 64 after that i mean we're talking about kids versus a professional but you're right the point is it's natural to be amped up you know when you first get started and, and try and do that and uh, listen to the game. Dave Archer said, you know, this, th- that first play to, to, to Cordell Patterson, trying to go down long, it wasn't a great route. You know, he didn't get a lot of help and that's where you need a little bit more at the receiver position. Cordell rece- Patterson, as much as we love him, was not a successful number one wide receiver in this league. Um, he's been yeah. a very successful X factor running back, put him in the slot, kick returner, do all kinds of stuff with him but not a true X, despite the fact that's how the Falcons beat the saints last year was on a similar type of play.
1: Yeah. uh, This again, and how, I don't know how much to take away from this game from Ritter because the game script and what they wanted to do, protecting him almost went out the window pretty darn quickly. Uh, The just, from the flow of the game, trying to play the drop back pass game, the lack of weapons there. I mean, you just don't have any dynamism uh, in the the boundary right now. I guess you can kind of say Drake London, but in this game, what is 11 targets, seven receptions, but a long of 12. I mean, average of 10. So every single one was about in the same intermediate. I can build on that because those intermediates are hard to hit, but uh, I, I'm going to have a hard time and I'll go back and watch it again, but I'm gonna, I think like I'm gonna have a hard time taking too much away from this game from Ritter. Uh, yeah. I feel like we didn't learn very much at all which is unfortunate because this is a team that is on a bleep or get off the pot kind of situation with quarterback this is the draft cycle
0: three more games though what i learned from him and 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 arthur smith basically said the same thing you know what'd you learn he said i learned the moment isn't too big for him you know he wasn't out there like this he was he was in charge out there he was composed composed yeah poised composed uh, composed composed and poised out there for the most part he was he did well in the pocket he and on his athleticism we've talked about him as a runner good morning Chris thank you for coming in he says good morning everyone nice to see a glimpse of the future at quarterback maybe maybe we'll see um but when we talk about you know he was a I think he was like a 4-4-8 maybe a 4-5-2 at the combine something along those lines he is a long easy strider you can see he doesn't have that lateral quick twitch back and forth but when he escapes the pocket he runs so easy that he's got the ball in a, in a throwing position and he's still completely under control while linebackers edges and interior alignment are not catching him that is going to be a weapon because he, he scrambled for a couple of nice first downs but he's making it He he's not having to tuck and run and take off and you know, he's leaving himself options. I think that's gonna be very interesting to watch as he develops the
1: broken play, the extended play. Yeah, and you talking about that athleticism. Four sacks, which isn't great. And that's kind of also the trying to go through options that aren't really open when you only have Drake London out there as a plus pass catcher. Uh, but four sacks for only negative eight yards. I mean, I know nobody wants to have uh the sacks out there. It's a bad stat to have, but that's something to speak of too. You know, if you're gonna make don't make a, a bad play, a catastrophic play. I think that's something that we so underrate with uh, these athletic quarterbacks.
0: And he steps up. You know, he'd step yep. up and kind of just tuck. And <clears throat> one of those sacks was when he was lined up as a wide receiver on a reverse. And he can't throw it away on that and, one. Yeah. And if I be, yeah. never see Felipe Franks take another snap in anything other than a victory position, it'll be too soon. Yep. So scrap it. I don't want to see it ever again, and can I get an amen from the congregation on uh, on a Monday morning? AE hey, he says, good morning, fellas and fellow birds, and uh, one of my classmates, Jay was a year behind me at Pope, but uh, we were at Pope High School together, one hell of an inside linebacker. You want to talk about strong and nasty? This was Jay Gribben, so Jay, welcome in, my friend. It is good to see you, keeping it all in the family here. There's, uh, there's, there's Papa Kennedy coming in. He says, good morning, gentlemen. And um, and Michael Corietti comes in on Facebook. He says something similar. We've said too many deep shots for a guy that hasn't had the timing to develop timing. And and Michael, the, the, the deep shots really aren't about timing because um, that one's just throw it and get it. You know, the timing are on the slant routes and the out routes where you're throwing before the guy comes out of his breaks. That's where the timing really is. But they're low percentage shots, especially with this group of wide receivers <laughs> they're low they're low percentage and when you find yourself in low percentage you're finding yourself in what nick third and long a yep. lot
1: yep and one thing i mean this is we have a small sample size so you the falcons for this quarterback evaluation probably do need to lean a little bit on not even a little bit have to lean on priors as well like what was desmond ritter in college and the deep ball he has a fine arm but the deep ball accuracy has always been a question mark with him at uh, Cincinnati. I mean, I think you were down at the senior bowl and we see Alec Pierce out there running nine routes and chasing the ball. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's a height, weight, speed dude. And it's like, wait a <laughs> second. He played at Cincinnati with a potential first round quarterback. And we didn't see that. Um, there's something maybe to watch for Desmond Ritter. Maybe he doesn't have that uh, club in his, what, what do you call it? His bag. <laughs> yeah. He has for, or he have it in tell. his locker.
0: We'll see. I mean, he, he's got the arm strength on there. And again, a lot of it, you don't have to be uber accurate on, on deep ball. No, balls. It's, a, it's a
1: touch. It's a feel.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's knowing when to throw it. And, and again, having a better group of wide receivers in the running game should open that up. But, you know, I don't have to necessarily respect the deep ball. I can cover most of those guys with one safety back, yeah. you know, or frankly, I can just play man and, and run with them. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I can, I can commit eight and and, and man along. up and everybody else, uh, play underneath and keep everything in front of you. Um, Michael Corietti does. Yeah, he, he did say that one. And then Ryan, Ryan Adonis, he comes in, he says, I blame Smith for a lot of this because he should have started her in the bears game or the Steelers game, uh, which one was immediately after the Panthers game. That's the one he should have started for me. I think that was bears. Um, I think that's the right after the Panthers game on a Thursday night. Basically, they called out a mini buy. Mm-hmm. That's the game, and I think part of the annoyance from now that we've seen some of this of of in Arthur Smith's voice over Marcus Mariota is that he wasn't getting all the information to make a decision, an informed decision. Now, you should have been able to see the play out there. wasn't enough that should be enough information that you can say okay listen we're not going anywhere right now with marcus Mariota, but marcus Mariota masking a knee injury um which he is having surgery on and, and has ended his season you know i miss me on this quit the team bs he, he was playing through a knee injury and went and had hadn't been a problem so far that he told you of coach um but he's having knee surgery and i think that should be part of his annoyance and he has every right to be upset if he's not getting information from his team but you kind of expect Nick, a player that's basically on a one-year deal fighting for his job. No good. I'm good, coach. I'm good. You know, he, he might not say that, but I, I would have liked to have seen Desmond Ritter come in and playing after the Panthers game.
1: Yeah, we talked about that a good bit uh, also, especially against a absolutely horrible Bears defense. I mean, the Falcons defense has been frustrating this season. Watching this game too, it's like, man, they are so obviously missing dudes. On You need like one or two more dudes in the defensive line. Maybe Graham can come back and be one of those guys, but just difference makers up front, probably, yeah, two um, up there. And that's you know another thing to talk about with getting a potential top 10 pick. Uh, But as bad as this Falcons defense is, imagine it on its worst day, and it's still probably better than what the Bears have been since they (laughs) traded Roquan Smith. And that would have been an easy get right game uh for any quarterback uh, to yeah. look good
0: i would like to be able to flip flop these birds that are coming up the ravens and the cardinals and face mm-hmm. the cardinals and their sixth seventh and eighth cornerbacks as opposed to the ravens defense in baltimore where the weather you know you know he played in cincinnati but i, I would rather i'd rather have him playing against the cardinals to get that one under his belt um, yeah. than than facing the Ravens and eric comes in good morning eric he says to be fair Ritter the ain't secondary is pretty good it is no i mean i don't think we're being harsh on on Ritter at all he's a, a a rookie quarterback who probably tried to do a little too much um and again some of this reverse felipe frank's nonsense those are two plays that you're I mean they're almost drive killers. You yeah. know, you're you're at second and 12 or you know, you're in third and long all of a sudden. This this team isn't built for third and long. But you know what Nick, what is a luxury? How many teams at third and 4 on the team on inside the red zone at the 15 can and will run it for first downs? Yeah. Man. If you get this uh, this team right and the weapons on offense and you can still do that, you're basically unstoppable in the red zone. Um, and they still they like, turn that into a touchdown, just running it down their throats. That won't always play against better teams. And when it's the game's on the line, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a tighter game, they'll stack that up to stop that. But okay, now I can go to Pitts and now I can go to Drake London, my basketball player receivers out there and get all of that working together. But I need I need some more experience for my quarterback. I I, I do.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And before we start to wrap it on up here, we got Chris first. Also talking about the St. Secondary. They were missing Marshawn Lattimore. So I don't know if it's it's not the unit that it has been in the years past. But yeah, but they Alante Taylor played out of his skull and they I only loved needed him in the one guy to cover London and that was it. Yeah. You remember they how much were, I loved him in the good. draft? God, that was my dude out of Tennessee. Him and uh, Cam Taylor Britt have both been looking amazing. Chris Walker coming in saying, kind of hamstrung with the lack of weapons, a wide receiver and is hurt. No doubt about that. It's hard to give the evaluation. Also, again, I don't think Ritter is a guy you ever want to be in a pure drop back. Uh, we have to throw the football, um, without the cover of play action kind of quarterback. That's uh, just not, especially not right now in his first start. So once it was 14 to zero, it was like, "Uh Oh, what are we even going to get evaluation wise from him? Dude did like the rapport between him and Drake London. Uh, hopefully this is a, a game next week where I mean, I don't know if you will talk about it here in a second, but the Cardinals lost their backup quarterback and run their third string who looked Horrible. This might be a game where you can play with the lead and just you know cruise control and kind of play off that and build some confidence coming up against the Cardinals here. And I saw that Joe talking about uh, down here as well, saying we're slated to have the seventh pick. Can you move up if the Rams win tonight? Looking at it on Tankathon, unless the strength of schedule changes massively, drastically, drastically, you should move up. Yeah, you should be able to move up with a Rams victory over the Packers, and uh, we're we'll both be pulling for that. That being said, I am kind of skeptical that you will stay in that area because this is a, you're playing a absolutely horrific uh, Cardinals team. What is it in two weeks? Excuse me, not next week, but yeah. In yeah.
0: The, you, like I said, when, uh, like I said last week, when McShay's mock came out and you see what happens when I talk up McShay, uh, try and give him any benefit yeah. of the doubt. He ends yep. up sounding Slutton like mouth. an idiot talking about Jalen Carter and getting just dragged, dragged. Right, I don't. was like, Nick, you know, Nick and I were talking off the husky. He went to a big football school. I did too. I went to Auburn. I knew who the guys were that were character problems on the football team because they're the yeah. ones that are out the bars in the club starting fights, coming to fraternity parties and starting fights. We all know this stuff. Jalen Carter, all he had was, was, and this was before social media. All he had was teammates and classmates and you know people at Georgia saying, this dude's full of beans. Anyway, uh, Joe, yes, uh, should get a good pick and an impact player. And as I wanted to get to Candler's uh, comment here, Cause he, he, uh, appreciate you coming in. Candler he says, good morning, guys. Rear is going to be fine. It was his first real start, not even real start. It was his first start period. He needs more time and he needs more weapons. Absolutely. And I was pleased. I was pleased with what I saw, uh, as far as the, the poise and the composure and the leadership, all of that stuff, yep. uh, the athleticism, all good. The results, I wasn't expecting much. Let's, let's be honest. And uh, just so, and credit
1: them, credit them real quick. The fourth down throw to Drake London that was fumbled. I mean, that was a big time throw that you had to have, and he made it. And, and it, you like can't do it's like in a two more minute drill. And a two mm-hmm. minute drill. Yep. Yeah, in a two so minute drill, and they
0: moved the, he was moving the ball right down the field, 21-18. and yep. you know extending plays with his legs. I liked what I saw. I was pleased. Yep. You know, I'm not willing to say, okay, we're quarterbacks off the table, yeah. moving to 2023, but I like what I saw. But growth and development is all we should be looking for no matter what defense should be our priority in the first round thoughts. I don't say no matter what. Um, it depends on just like the Kyle Pitts draft, there wasn't a pass rusher available. If there was a pass rusher available, if if Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker or uh Kayvon Thibodeau were in that previous draft, they'd be Atlanta Falcons and not and not Kyle Pitts. So yeah. I won't say no matter what, because if Kayla McGarry signs a deal somewhere else, you need an offensive tackle. You're going to need another one. Hmm. Um, and if if that's the way to go, if a player like uh, Penny Sewell is available in that spot, that's who I said. I From a position player, Nick, that was, I said I said trade down Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, trade down. Those were my top four picks, <laughs> the number four spot. Um, but Candler, you, the priority for this team in the off season, is defense that's where they have the most holes they need two interior linemen they need another fire breathing edge because Arnold Ebiketti is is a rookie he's he's good he's not I don't know that he's he's ever going to be you know a, a T.J. Watt 15 sack guy he can be a good player for you you need another corner opposite AJ Terrell because Casey Hayward's an older guy he's a he's a bridge guy I'm not convinced you don't need another safety so when I've got Timmy Horn and Jaleel Johnson and an Adiogan Deji out there in crunch time, I, I'm hurting with Armstrong. I, I don't even know Armstrong, Corliss Armstrong. I'm not even sure what his first name is. He was playing cornerback, too. I need help on defense in a big way. I just,
1: I will not go as far as to say no matter what with the first pick. Yeah. And AE is right. You could have had Parsons in hindsight. That's true. Um, there's a lot of character concerns with Parsons coming out with assaults of sexual assaults of teammates, physical assaults. I mean, whatever you want to say, there were some pretty egregious accusations there. And I have it on pretty good authority. He was off on a a lot of teams boards. Now he's been good so far in the NFL, uh, but that's, he probably would have been a top six, top seven pick. If it wasn't for the off field uh, incidences that he had plural. Um, So that's one to think about. And I I will be remiss if we don't mention it here before we get on out. My guy, one of my favorite picks of the Falcons last year, you know, when you, when you drafted him, you teed it up to me, Nick, you've been screaming this guy all season. Yeah. Um, Tyler Algier, man. Welcome to the league. What a hard runner, man. That guy is. And shout out also to the other rookie, that big run that he had does not happen. If you don't have Drake London out there burying a cornerback into the shadow realm. And it, it was beautiful. I mean, he had a great game. That two point conversion was beautiful. What an attitude of physicality that he brings never going to be explosive. You probably want to have him in tandem, but, damn, he is a fine Go player ahead. to get in a fifth-round pick, too. I mean, God, that's what a great player.
0: Yeah, great pick. And, and AE, I, I wrote it up because the Falcons had the number four pick on Micah Parsons. I said that Micah Parsons, at his pro day, I said he may have run himself into the top five. That's good for the Falcons. I don't know that you necessarily want to take him. Because at the time, you're looking at Deion Jones and Foya Luakon. I'm like, they're, they're actually fairly set at linebacker. Because no, not nobody was really talking about him at edge at that point. Um but uh, again, I'm not going to grade this one in hindsight. I said he probably could have been a top five. I was not advocating for that pick in the top five just because of where the Falcons were on defense. Um, if you need an edge, if you've known he was going to be that type of pass rusher, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. Um, but my picks, like I said, I don't grade in hindsight. My my picks at the time were trade down, Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, trade down. I, I did not want a pass catcher because this team was going to be too uncertain at quarterback. An offensive line for the next three seasons, uh, which is which is true. Uh, Albert Knopper's coming in. Albert, good morning, y'all. Good morning, Albert. We'll probably see you over on uh, Broncos for Breakfast here shortly to talk some Denver Broncos. And Jason L coming in also. He says, I think he, uh, Ritter is better at tossing to the running backs, hence the season high 40 yards for Tyler. I just think that's a factor of where this team is on offense right now. Um, you've got good mobile offensive linemen who can work the screen passes and work the underneath game. And you've got wide receivers who don't stretch the field and aren't really scary in space either. Um, So that ended up being the the way to go. But on that note, we're quick on Mondays because we've got some other stuff we're going to do. And let's just throw what Rich has to say before we go because he's agreeing with you, Nick. He says, good morning, guys. Tyler Algier is a beast. Ritter did okay considering his first NFL start. I think he will get better as the season goes on. Rise up. I agree with you, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play these last three games and growing. My my only fantasy football wish out of it was I wish Kyle Pitts was out there with him too. I yeah. wish, I wish Kyle was out there available for him too. But um, Nick, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna hop on over to Mile High Huddle on YouTube to talk a little Broncos Cardinals and Falcons fans the the uh Falcons play the Cardinals in the two weeks so if you want to hear us drag the Cardinals for 45 minutes come on over to Mile High Huddle on YouTube and join us this morning and we're going to talk some more football um on that note we're going to get out of here and we will see you Wednesday morning I will see you Wednesday morning um Nick is on location and I will see you Wednesday morning and we will uh we'll do a little preview some Ravens we'll do some team building roster breakdown, et cetera, et cetera. So until then, appreciate y'all being here and we'll see you next time.